do you guys remember like your biggest choke moments in sports? Yeah, absolutely. Like, does one <laughs> stick out to you? Like, if you think back, because I have one. I played JV football when I was in ninth grade, and if you know me, um, as you can imagine, I was probably a, as as bad as about as good as you think I was. I'll just leave it at that and leave it to your imagination. But I was playing JV in Very ninth good. grade, and I. Uh, was playing wide receiver and I was wide open in the end zone on a play and the quarterback threw it to me and I tripped, I tripped over my own feet and fell in the end zone wide open, just butt naked out there and fell on the ground. It was horrible. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I think mine was actually probably basketball. Like it wasn't like, but it was like the team. Like it wasn't right. Like something. I just remember like it wasn't on him is what he's trying to say. Well, no, it was it was everybody. So like we were down. I just remember I think it was a ninth grade basketball game or a JV basketball game. I can't remember. But um, anyway, so we had like five seconds left and we were down by two play. So we called a timeout. Mm. Um, Coach South. Good move. (laughs) Shout out to Lee South. (laughs) Yeah. The plan was to get Jacob Drake the ball. Shout like out Jacob, to Jacob Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob was the best shooter on the team. So, like, we were like, okay, we're going to let Jacob shoot a three. We're either going to win or lose if he makes three. Well, so he shows us the play. I'm the inbounder. <laughs> Nobody goes where they're supposed to go. <laughs> so, oh, no. instead of me getting the ball to Jacob like I was supposed to, I think I had to, like, quickly inbound it to our center who, Ooh. like, couldn't shoot that's not good <laughs> he's purposely not saying the center's name and, he, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like i think that was probably our biggest joke is like he had the play drew up and then everybody froze mm. and so we did not get the playoff nick you got one in mind I have I have a couple. There there was one where it was it was it was team related. Me personally, I had way worse moments than that. Um <laughs> yeah. one time I got ground ball to center field and there was a guy like coming through coming around uh third going home and so I was trying to beat him home. And you know how like in, in like kind of public parks there's like the big like oval type thing like over where the where home plate is. Have you guys yeah, seen yeah, this yeah. before? Yeah. Um so I threw it over that <laughs> like, and it, and it, it was like, it might sound like impressive. Like how'd you throw it that far? Dang, you got I, I was not even that far, like in the center field. Like I was probably like 20 feet from second base. Uh-oh. And like, I literally just, I just got up and just chucked it and it just went like, like it didn't just go over like it just it cleared it by some feet and like literally every like the whole field like all the like parents and players everyone was just like (laughs) well folks that was it was that was was the worst throw i've ever seen but matola's got a it was so bad Hello and welcome to the Rankers Podcast, where we literally rank anything and everything. Just two best friends ranking it up. My name is Nick. And my name is Jacob. Let's rank them. Let's rank them. What's up, man? <laughs> People know by now, man. I mean, if you're listening, yeah, now, you got man. it. But if you are new, hello. Welcome to the Ranker fam. We hope that you stick welcome around. If you're listening to this episode, it's because uh, you are a sports fan and or you're just, you know, you're okay. a diehard Ranker fan, which we just... That's what's up. Love you. But we, this is a special episode. I feel like we say that every episode. We We start out by saying this is a special episode. That's because it is. It's special every time. Especially when we bring our friends on here. Right, exactly. And we have to welcome uh, this guy who is now, uh, he holds a a current trophy. Do you know what that is, Nick? A current trophy? is a current trophy that Jonah holds is our most recurring guest. This is the third time he's been on the pod. So he currently holds the trophy. So Jonah, what's up, dude? What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm surprised you guys have let me come back so much. <laughs> dude, you're, you're becoming like, I'm realizing that we're starting to have certain people on the show yeah. to what to talk about. And you're most definitely like the sports guy in general. Like we have yeah, Will for baseball, pattern. but like you're the sports guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the pattern, but I don't mind that because I mean, <laughs> That's really all I would know. 
Nah, man, I'm sure there's more in there. What you mean? So tonight we're we're talking about our top five choke moments in sports. And Nick, why don't you kind of explain what exactly we mean by that? Yeah, so the original thought with this episode, we wanted to kind of look at the worst moments of sports because we wanted to, of course, go and do a worst list because those are fun and we enjoy those. Um, but so we're going to look at the worst moments of sports, but that wasn't like, you know, the, like something bad happened, like to a player or anything like that. But we were like, what, like, you know, like maybe somebody choked or something. And we're like, wait, that would be a great idea. Let's do that. So yeah. that's what this podcast is. They are choke moments of sports. And <laughs> I'm sure you're already thinking of certain things in your head, if not already. Um, but basically it's just when somebody literally choked in a game as in like, they gave up a game or they made an error or anything like that, that just like gave away the game or like a series or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, just something where like you would expect the player to like do, but maybe they didn't do it that time. I was going to so, say, yeah. I think I was going to say, I think that's a big part of it is like, not only did the person not come through or the team not come through, but this was somebody you were like definitely expecting, like should have right. came through, should have showed up in this moment. And, or uh, like and it didn't. just happened in a horrible moment because yeah. everybody makes mistakes and we see, you know, errors happen, but it just was the worst time to have yeah. an error. <laughs> for sure. So, for sure. So you guys got yeah. some, any criteria you want to go over really quick, Jonah, you got anything you kind of just base this list off of or. Um, yeah, for me, I kind of looked at my list as like plays. Okay. So mm-hmm. like, obviously like everybody's going to say, like, I'll go ahead and say this. Like, I don't have the Falcons 28 to three choke on my list. Mm. Although like that is probably the worst choke in history, but like, yeah, Yeah. for me, I did mine based (laughs) off like individual plays that led to like, okay. The team losing. Mm. It's like with the Hawks or not the Hawks. I mean, the Falcons, there wasn't a certain play that led to that 28 to three choke. It was just, the offense like just all encompassing second. It's so yeah. funny. It's so yeah. funny that he said it's so funny that he said Hawks. We're so used to Atlanta teams not coming <laughs> yeah. through. <laughs> Except for the Braves. So we love the Braves and the Bulldogs, I guess, too. Basically yeah. until you know the the year that the the Braves and, and the Bulldogs came through winning a championship. Atlanta was just used to yeah. choke artistry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. Uh, Jonah, I'll kind of bounce off of that, which is this is going to be interesting because my list was very different. I didn't do just like plays. I kind of based mine off of just like what is the definition of choking and then like sports in general. And Jonah, I think you I know you didn't say this, but we were talking off mic uh, like yesterday or something like that. And I, I remember you saying that these were moments that like you remember seeing and I'm, I'm going to second that as well. Like there's a lot of choke moments in sports history that happened like before I was watching sports. So I'm not neglecting those moments, but they're not going to be on my list because I didn't really see them happen. And so I didn't want to, cause there's some, I did some research and there's some rough choke yeah. moments back, like back yeah. in the day. And I do maybe have a couple of honorable mentions that go over those, mm-hmm. but these, my top five are ones that I really remember like just the sports atmosphere at that time when it happened. So I don't know if both of y'all did that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I go looking at my list, I think we're all going to have a little bit of differences in our list, which is cool um, because I actually did have a couple ones that I didn't actually see, but I either a like know a lot about it and saw like, you know, an ESPN 30 for 30 my dad saw it, let me know. So I got a couple of those. And then I have one similar to the fact that like, I saw that and it was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also wanted to say this, um, at first I wanted, I wanted to look at it in a sense, like, did this, did this play or this, you know, this <laughs> bad thing happen? Did that lead to eventually them like losing the game or losing the series? And I wanted to go with that, but I kind of stayed away from that a little bit. So like there is, there is, there is a couple that, you know, might have one of those, but for the most part, I wanted to stay with like this, like this, like it ended what they were doing in that season. (laughs) I want to, I want to second, I want to second that too, Nick, my every, every single pick in my top five is like major stakes. Like there were some ones out there, there were some bad plays that you could see, but they, they were like, it was like a regular season game Mm -hmm. or it was, you know, something that didn't have that much of a ripple effect, but my top five, they were, they were big moments for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. That was mine too. Every single, all five of mine. Yeah, all five of mine happened in playoff games. Okay, that. Well, Ooh, I think. Let's yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and all just right, let's, do let's, let's go do ahead it. and get it rolling. So we always let our guests go first. So Johan, why don't you hit us with your number five? My number five is the only one on my list that's not like an individual play. It's a team performance. Yeah. And uh, so my number five is it was in 2018. It's uh, game seven of the Western Conference Finals. It's the Warriors versus the Rockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and right. if you guys remember, that was um, Chris Paul did not play. Yeah. In game seven, oh, he sat yeah, on the yeah. bench. But the reason I have the Rockets as my number five. God, he was on the Rockets. Is they shot seven of 44 from three. <laughs> oh, man. Which, yeah. when I did the math, was 15%. And then the <laughs> other reason I had it is they were up by 11 at halftime. And then in the second half, they got outscored by 20. Jeez. Is that that's the game they missed like 27? threes in a row or something like that i think was yeah. that game gosh yes and they were like the uh, highest it was three point percentage team yeah. like going into that game yeah I'm pretty sure they had um they had Damn. obviously they had Harden, but they had eric gordon right who was yeah. normally he was normally pretty hot from three yeah and then they also had um i don't know if you remember trevor ariza oh yeah yeah an, old, actually, an older guy he was he was like oh for I think he was oh for twelve or oh for thirteen. Like he didn't score any points. Oh my that whole gosh, game. that's freaking um, brutal. That's like the yeah. worst when you have a team like that who they basically live and die off the three. Because I I vaguely remember that. I don't I don't think I watched the game, but that's just insane. That <laughs> when your whole team goes cold, it's pretty much over from there. <laughs> and it was at home too. Like the yeah. the Rockets were the higher seed, so they oh. had home court advantage in Game Seven and. Uh, so yeah, that's my number five. I remember I was actually watching that game. Um, <laughs> I actually remember where I was too. I was at Disney World with uh, Haley's family. We were there, and uh, <laughs> we had come back from the park, and I was just on the couch watching that game. Dang! Um, and you watched yeah. history. <laughs> that's it's yeah. so crazy too. Because if there was any Rockets team that could have made the finals, it was probably that yeah. one. But they, but they just mm -hmm. choked. I'm gonna Nick. I'm gonna go next, and and yeah, I'm only saying that because that's really interesting that that was your number five, Jonah. Because my number five is just James Harden's entire playoff career. <laughs> it's my number five. <laughs> um, yes. So I was doing some research and I was trying to find a particular game, and that was my first go to was was yeah. Game Seven in 2018. But then I saw like these articles, and it was like a bunch of them had like a bunch of James Harden's playoffs games. And I was like, I was like, this guy, his playoff record is terrible. And part of this is just because like, I, I wanted to put this on my list because I don't, I'm not a fan of James Harden. I don't like the way he plays the game. I yeah, like this I version agree. of him uh, on the 76ers. I think the best, because I think playing with the 76ers has made him a better passer in some ways. And, but I, but overall, I'm not a big fan of, of Harden's yeah, he'll game get beat up after the game. If he doesn't pass. <laughs> freaking that uh joel Embiid will uh, <laughs> yeah. knock him out but um J james harden his playoff career so i'm just i won't spend a lot of time just like i'm just gonna list off these certain games and his stats for the games and how bad they are all right so oh, uh man. 2020 um nba let's see round one playoffs game seven yeah this was in 2020 so this was the bubble season uh yeah, game <laughs> in game seven he shot 11.1 percent from three and uh had a ended the game with a 0.267 field goal percentage okay uh 2019 playoffs uh round one game three uh he went two for 13 from three and went three for 20 overall on the field um 2018 okay. nba playoffs round three game five went 0 for 11 for three pointers um, and then five of 21 total field goal percentage, which is 23.8%. Uh, just a couple more because these are bad. They get worse as they go along. Uh, 2015 uh, playoffs, round three, game five, two of 11 from field goal. And he turned the ball over 12 times in that game. Oh, my and then, gosh. Um, this was 2018. This was before they, they ended up winning this series. So, But his stats are just too awful not to talk about in this one. But yeah. round one, they were playing the Timberwolves. It was game two mm -hmm. of 2018. Went one for 10 from three-point range. 
and two for 18 total field goal, which is a 0.111 field goal percentage for the entire game. James Harden is an amazing scorer. He'll probably go down in history as one of the best scorers of all time because he can kind of get whatever he wants. But when he gets to the playoffs, particularly against the Warriors, he just it's like his Achilles heel. He just he chokes. So I just wanted to put his entire playoff career as my number five. It's got it. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's got to be a mental thing because he knows he can do it. He just gets in front of them. And, you know, well, and he can do it like we've seen him. do it. He's had like amazing games. He's an incredible scorer. And in between some of those playoff games, he has playoff games that are good, but they can never finish. And I think. Part of that is is because of he chokes in those moments. So that's my yeah. number five, Nick. Why don't you uh, half a half a sports is mental? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't. All do right, it. <laughs> my number five, I'm kind of excited for. I'm going to tell my dad to come listen to this podcast for this specific pick. So what's up, Dad? Is it a <laughs> this, is this it a for you? Is it a Mets joke? I know your dad's <laughs> most a <Mets> definitely. Fan. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so 1986. First baseman lets a ground ball go through his legs. This is probably one of the most well-known missed ground balls of all time. So that happens in the top of the 10th. In the top of the 10th, they go down two runs, then come back. This is game six. They come back in the bottom of the 10th and score three runs to win the game. And then they end up winning game seven. So when this error happened, in game six in the top of the 10th, they gave up two runs in top of 10th. That's extra innings. When that happens, you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrific where we've lost. But they end up rallying back and winning the World Series. And that's one of their World Series years. But like, I can't imagine being like <laughs> in, in between innings there in the 10th and being like, this guy just made like the worst error came at the, you know, at the worst time. It's, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty routine ground ball. I mean, it got not the best top, but that's what I was referencing. You know, sometimes errors happen, but this is one of those errors that just happened at the worst possible time. But he got bailed out. The Mets ended up rallying back and winning, which is why I want to honorable mention the Mets in 2007. They had a commanding seven game uh, lead with 17 games to go in the division and they ended up losing 12 of those games and uh Oof. the Braves came back and 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 won that uh division <laughs> and like that 2007 Mets team giving up that September baseball is is one of the worst months like <laughs> ever yeah so, so- I had to I had to put the Mets on there for Bill Buckner and the 2007 Mets. <laughs> that was okay. That was going to be my question. I thought it was Buckner yeah. because I saw that I came across that and that poor guy, man. I mean, that's the that's the problem with some of these choking moments is like we're like talking about it, like looking back. It's pretty like these like these people got like death threats and stuff because of some of these oh, yeah, moments, yeah. and it was like really really Absolutely. like. Like sports fans are way too intense, you know, in these kinds of things. But I remember coming across the Buckner thing and that, yeah, that was very routine. It, that was a very I routine will, ground ball. I will say like if the Mets didn't win, it could have been a lot worse for him. Like, yeah, it was a but, good thing. But instead, 1986 goes down in the history for the Mets and winning the World Series. So hats off to that. But that yeah, was that was dude. for you. That was for you, Nick's dad. Yeah, that was for you. <laughs> All right, Johan, let's hear it. Number four. Um, so yeah, speaking of, uh, death threats, my number four is, uh, the Steve Bartman incident with the yeah. Cubs in 2003. Oh, um, no. but, but not, not necessarily the play that Bartman made. I mean, he's a fan, but, um, and for those of you who don't know, um, there was, uh, I believe it was the eighth inning. There was one out and there was a fly ball to left field and a fan who was Steve Bartman reached out and interfered with the left fielder catching that ball. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, the Cubs ended up giving up eight runs in that same yep. inning. Um, so not the, fans, is, not the fans' fault. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, people. Everybody blames the fan. Like he got death threats and like. Mm-hmm. Well, he got like um, escorted out. I think it, I remember yeah. seeing. Yeah, it, I think did. people were like yeah. throwing. I mean, they were throwing bottles at him and like That's throwing awful. all kinds of stuff at him. And but um, what's crazy about that one too is the guy that hit that um pop-up that bartman interfered with mm-hmm. they batted around through the whole uh lineup 
after they scored eight uh, eight runs, that guy came up to bat again. Like that's how <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's um, tough. And that game was game six. Um, mm-hmm. So the Cubs ended up losing that game, and then they also lost in game seven. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was my number four. Um, everybody calls it the Steve Bartman incident, but I also think it's the the Cubs that just choked. Um, they had a three yeah. to nothing lead. They shouldn't have. Yep. Like, you know. I just like I have so much respect, Jonah, for like because when you look that up on the internet and like when you watch it on YouTube, all you see is the the Cubs fan with the headphones and the in the hat, right? And it's like his fault and it's this incident. I did research on that, and this is how much the like culture and news has made it his fault. I had no idea about the eight run inning. There was nothing like nothing that said anything That's about it, yeah. them losing the yeah. rest of the game. It's all about that fan and mm. Barton, whatever your name is. We're we're here for you, man. <laughs> it was not your fault. Just he, don't sit actually next got, to the fence. He actually got a World Series ring when the Cubs won in like 2016. Oh, they gave the, him one. The Cubs organization gave him yeah. a, a per, like a personalized uh, oh, World Series ring. That's why you love oh, sports. Man. That's great. <laughs> Facts. That's super yeah, good. Yeah, that's my number four. Nice. Okay. Number four. My number four is also not going to be a player or a team, but this is actually going to be my only pick that is an officiating choke. And this is possibly one of the most nice, well-known officiating chokes in, in sports, sports history, I think. But this is the 2018 NFC Championship uh, Saints versus Rams, the quote-unquote no call is is what uh, you see yeah. it as and so yeah. basically what mm-hmm. happens for you for those of you who don't know it was the 2018 nfc championship which if you don't know what that means this is the game that you win to go to the super bowl and what makes this even worse is this is the year that the rams went to the super bowl against the patriots and it was kind of like abysmal performance like they just did not look that's the same year right like i'm yeah 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 because yeah. it was like a the the game was kind was of lowest it was low score and it was like 13 to six or something really. Yeah. It was like a low that. scoring, not a great game. I think it would have been a lot better to see Drew Brees go up against Tom Brady, which we never saw in a Super Bowl. But anyway, yeah, the officiating year for Tom, the officiating crew ruined this by, so um, they had to win this game. All right. There's under two minutes left in the game and Drew Brees throws this pass and he's inside the Rams 20 and uh, you can go look it up, but basically Tommy Lee Lewis who was the wide receiver for the for the Saints was literally like I think in today's game I know this wasn't too long ago but this might have been targeting in today's game quite possibly I don't know if the the defenseless thing but he was like hit like in the head in midair and did like almost like a helicopter spin thing before like the ball was still like five to 10 feet away from hitting his hands. It was like a really clear, it was like what you show in officiating college 101 when they say this is a pass interference call. Yeah. This is what you show. And it was a no it's call and it, and it cost, it cost the the Rams the game. And uh, so I look, I know that, you know, officials aren't they're you know, they're not perfect and everything, and they're not going to get every call. This is why humans are running the game. I think personally, like if you're playing baseball and, the umpire calls a ball, he calls it a strike, and it's like, you know, inches off. I think that's baseball. I think that's part of the game. But when it's this yes. blatant, yes, preach. When it's this blatant, this is a choke. This is your job. You're standing right there. You can review it. What the heck happened? And this was a big thing because Drew Brees could have walked away with two rings instead of just one. Um, he's still one of the greats, obviously, but. I don't Just know. A he tough said call. I had to go up against Tom Brady and the Pats. That's true. That's true. But you never know. It was better than Jared Goff going up against Tom Brady. And the Pats. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's my number four. That's that's a good number four. All right. All right. We're on Let's to my it. number four. All right. My number four is Chris Weber in a 1993 NCAA championship. This is uh, Michigan. Also, they were well known as the Fab Five. ESPN, you know, I mentioned earlier that I watched a couple of these like history shows. And so this was one that I did watch on the Fab Five. It's funny to say history. There might be people listening to that like, dude, I watched that. What do you mean? (laughs) But 1993 is before pre-Nick. But yeah, so famously known as Fab Five, Michigan. What happens is Michigan is trailing 73 to 71. Chris Weber, he was also basically the star 
he dribbled the ball up court and uh, called a timeout and they didn't have any timeouts. So they got penalized and ended up losing the game. And this is the championship game. So when we talk about mistakes and those mistakes costing you the game, this is just like prime example. And it's going to go down in history for one of (laughs) one of the worst mistakes costing a game, because that's a really tough thing because part of it's, it's like different than like missing a shot or it's different than like going over 11, you know, one of those things like you're supposed to know the game, you know, Chris, Chris Weber being like the leader of that team and everything. And I actually didn't know that that's a technical uh, if you yeah. call a timeout when you don't have any. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's really, really tough. But I yeah, that no, one definitely it, came up in the research. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely was. And and like I said, that, that ESPN 30 for 30 is one of my favorite ones. And like, dude, I just I just felt so bad when I watched that. And I, I had heard about it and known about it. But yeah, that that's that's going to that's going to he's going to remain infamous for that play. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Chris Weber had a pretty good NBA career. So <laughs> yeah, I think he redeemed himself. But Jonah, why don't you go ahead and do your number three? OK, so my number three, um, most people remember this moment as like one of the um, greatest like plays in baseball history. But what I have as my choke was what led up to it. So, Nick, you probably remember this, but. It's the game five of the ALDS. I can't remember what year it was, but it's the Rangers versus the Blue Jays. Mm. And the play I'm referring to that everybody remembers is the Jose Bautista three-run homer. But what a lot of people Mm. don't realize, and I was actually watching this game live, so this is why I remember this one Mm -hmm. and put it on my list. But that inning, the Rangers were leading the game three to two, the leadoff batter hits a ground ball to the shortstop, um, Elvis Andrus, and he boots it. So runner on first, should have been one out. There's no outs. Next play, ground ball to the first baseman. He turns the throw at second base to turn a double play. Boots that throw, so now it's runners first and second. Mm-hmm. Next batter bunts to third. They try to throw it to third to get the force out. Bad throw. So now bases are loaded with no outs, and there should at least be two outs. And then a few other things happened. I can't remember exactly what happened. The um, Rangers ended up getting one out, but the Blue Jays had scored one run to tie it three to three. And uh, so there's runner on first and third, and then Jose Batista comes up and absolutely crushes a moonshot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, uh, my number three choke is the whole infield play for the Texas Rangers in that seventh inning. Um, because if they had, uh, made plays that they made all season. Like, I mean, you expect big leaguers to make yeah. those simple plays and uh, it just happened to, I guess the pressure, cause it was in the away stadium. They weren't at home. So maybe they were uncomfortable, but um, that pressure got to them. And uh, <laughs> it led That's to, just... it led to one of the, like the most famous home runs in playoff history. I was just going to say that wasn't the fight. Was it? That wasn't the series where am I, wait, what year did you say? I think it was 2015, if I remember right. Yeah, it wasn't but, too long ago. But it was Batista. Batista was the one who. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I'm thinking of, because I think it's Batista too. Isn't he the one who gets in a fight and he gets decked by that guy? And when yeah, they he fight got, and the. Like yeah, he was, was the one who, who started the fight, but the guy like absolutely, absolutely jacked him like in the jaw. Okay. I'm thinking of a different Which game. Which was like semi surprising because he was, you know, he's a pretty stout. Hitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a huge dude who just absolutely destroyed the ball all the time. That's um, hilarious that no, he got was, annihilated. I was just going to say, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, it starts to go south. It keeps going south. I don't know if you've ever had that experience out on the ball field, but I have. (laughs) And it's like, oh no, like what's happening. And that's, that's what's definitely, that's what's happened to them. That's the mental (laughs) part of it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So yeah, that's my number three, the Texas Rangers infield play in a uh, game five for the ALDS. That's basically their version of game seven. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 Best of five. Um, So it's like a winner go home. Like, situation and yeah that's why that one made number three on my list they went they went home that's a great pick (laughs) okay 
Uh, my number three, I'm just going to go, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but Jonah, I know that you said it wasn't going to be on your list, but it is absolutely on my list. It is the, uh, 2017 Super Bowl, the Falcons blowing the 28 to three lead. So like, if you look up choke in the dictionary, like this has got to be there. This This is is huge. (laughs) Now what I don't, what I don't want to do, and I want to be careful. I'm going to, I'm going to say the same thing when I get to my number one, what I don't want to do is take away from the greatness of Tom Brady in this game. Like if you watch that second half, some of the throws that he was making, how consistent he was. And even their running back who like white, I think was his last name or something. Like, I don't even know who this guy is, but uh, he made a lot of good plays for the Pats. So I don't want to take away from like the greatness of Tom Brady and coming back. Um, You can, it's okay. But what I do want (laughs) to, what I do want to do is, is just talk about, first of all, so Jonah, we watched this game together. And if for some reason you're listening, Truman, we watched this in your living room. (laughs) I remember I remember watching this game. We had a group of friends and it was such a huge night because the Falcons, not only were they in the Super Bowl, but everybody was throwing a party at halftime because they looked so good. And the Patriots looked awful. And we're like, you you go you go into the third quarter. And what's crazy is like. The, the Falcons didn't score at all, obviously, the rest of the game. But, like, even most of the third quarter, if you go back, the Patriots didn't really start scoring until, the like, the very end of the third quarter. And it was yeah. – but then that fourth quarter was, was rough because, like, the Falcons couldn't move the ball at all. And, you know – Tom Brady was was telling everybody, "Hey, by the way, I'm I'm the greatest of all time, and here's why." Uh, because it wasn't just the rings, but if you watch the way that he played, you know, again, some of the throws, and yeah, this is like when you have that lead and you're playing that well, you have that momentum. You cannot play the way that they played in the second half. It's it's yeah. literally the definition of choking, and it has to be on the list. I'm sorry. Oh, 100. That's my As, number three. Uh... As an Atlanta fan of all sports, it was one of those things watching it where it was like, I know exactly what is happening right now. Like, like, why does this feel so right? (laughs) It felt so right and so wrong at the same time. Absolutely. No, that that was exactly what was happening that whole fourth quarter. I was was doing the same thing as you. And then it was the next year, right, with the – Tua throwing the the deep ball to beat Georgia was it the next year they did yeah, that? Yeah, that's cool. The we can move on. No, so I'm just, I'll I'm just start saying, like, three. <laughs> that's not that's not nearly as much of a choke because UGA played great that whole game. But anyway, anyway, I just it had to be on the list. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and do your number three, Nick? Yeah, well, uh, we're still working on UGA secondary, even two championships in a row later. Number three for me has already been mentioned. I really, really, really wanted to chime in a bunch, but I kind of wanted to hold my tongue a little bit. But it is the Chicago Cubs 2003 NLCS. And ironically, I did want to say the same thing. It wasn't Steve Bartman. It was the Chicago Cubs because, as we already mentioned, this <laughs> the Marlins <laughs> scored eight runs yeah. in that inning, which was like, I, I, I was I was the same boat, Jacob. I was like, I saw it and I was like, man, this, this poor dude, I'm going to click on this. Uh, by the way, side note, he was wearing like headphones in a, in a stadium. I don't know if it was because of noise or he just was like doing the AirPods before it was cool out in public. Anyways, <laughs> I just have to say that you saying that the Marlins scoring eight runs sounds worse somehow, like eight minutes later after Jonah saying it. That's that is so <laughs> terrible. That's a lot of runs. We're talking yeah. baseball here, man. Like eight run, Like y'all just quit playing ball after that. Like what the heck happened? And that's that's why it's it's on the Chicago Cubs. It's not on Steve Bartman, man. We love you. <laughs> but uh, Chicago didn't at the time. So I'm sure he felt that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I even put the same thing that I I had it on my list because of the Cubs choked. And that's that's all it is. And uh, yeah, it was it was not on the man. But yeah, they and then and then they go on to lose the next game. So it's like. Dude, Chicago Cubs, y'all choked. <laughs> That's what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was number three for me. That was a great pick. Yeah, for pick. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, wow, Nick, great. Okay, so you know, you guys know that video of the dude. He like he's like a lineman for the Jets now, but when he's on live TV and he sneezes and he says, "Bless me, thank you." 
<laughs> yes, right dude, after yes, his... I saw that, dude. That's so, so funny. The other day we were in the car, <laughs> me and Maddie were, were driving yeah, in, yeah. In, in the car and I sneezed and did you she, do that? She like didn't say bless you like right after I sneezed. So I literally I didn't do it as a joke. I subconsciously I was like, bless me. <laughs> <laughs> did you say thank you? No, I didn't say thank you, luckily, uh, but Maddie was like, What? <laughs> It was dude, you mentioned in the Jets and this podcast got me thinking about that butt fumble. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, definitely <laughs> yeah. an honorable mention. You know what I yeah, found though? High honorable mention. What? That I think was even worse than that because of the stakes. Have y'all seen when Tony Romo fumbled that field goal snap? Have you yes, guys seen yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. That that was rough. That that was um, that was tough. Tony Homeboy Romo is had to catch catch extra yeah. point he's making a better he's making a better career out of himself as a as an announcer because the quarterback game anyway but it's probably not but i wonder if that was the same season of when he like won for the most interceptions or he like he was literally getting known for throwing the most interceptions it's like what yeah. i don't know if that was the same season but i think james it, it I can't think James the same season because they wouldn't have gotten that far yeah still has the record but <laughs> yeah. anyway uh, all right so uh Jonah, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your number two? Dos. All right, so uh, my number two is already mentioned, and it's the uh, the Chris Weber incident with the nice. uh, call-in timeout. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nick, you kind of already alluded on everything I was going to say, but um, dude, say yeah, it just, again. Let's hear it. <laughs> just um, and I don't know, Nick, if you remember this, but he actually traveled. Do you remember that? In, into the uh, into calling a timeout. So it was before. So the I can't remember who the North Carolina guy who was shooting the free throw, but he missed, uh-huh. and Weber grabbed the rebound, and he took a step, and like he kind of stopped before he dribbled, and the ref was turned the other way, and then as soon as the ref turned, he put the ball down on the court and started dribbling. So mm. he actually traveled first. I think they talked about that in the thirty for thirty. Um. So he actually traveled, but the ref wasn't paying attention. And then he runs to the corner and <laughs> gets double teamed in the corner yep. and then, and then, and then he calls the timeout. Um, and then pretty much from that point on, I mean, it's, it's game yeah, over. Because yeah, if you go back and watch him. the video, the ref is like turned with his back to Weber and he's like running down the court, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, like he, yeah. He, he had his back to the like to the basketball like he wasn't even <laughs> watching the ball which is probably the <laughs> i don't know what they uh what they teach you at referee school but that's probably the number one thing that you're supposed yeah. to do <laughs> yeah. don't turn your back and uh i i've seen that 30 for 30 like i haven't watched it but i know there's yeah. a 30 for 30 on the five five but yeah it's good um i don't know Go if they talked it. about it but like did they say like what his teammates reactions were to that um um, they did a little bit cause they, they're obviously like going through and interviewing like each player as they're like yeah. telling the story. So they all have a little bit of a different perspective on it, which is kind of cool. I, I'd encourage y'all to go watch it, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good film. You gotta like wonder like how, <laughs> how mad would you have been? <laughs> like yeah. if you're his teammate, um, like, I don't know. I, I, that's why I was curious. Like I didn't watch like how the, um, his teammates reacted. That's something I'd be curious I don't, about. I don't remember anything like ridiculously negative. I think it's one of those things where like, you know, we have all been team players before. Like you don't want to like just nail down focus on one play, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. all right. So I think my number two now, yeah, so Jonah, just, two. uh, just cause we we're so far removed from it. Your number two was also the Chris Weber timeout incident. Correct. Yeah, okay. That's correct. Cool. All right. My number two, I was actually kind of surprised at myself, but then as I was doing the research, I realized that golf is the ultimate sport to choke in <laughs> because yes. it's like, it's just you by yourself out there. And you Dude. have like your, you have your caddy obviously, but ultimately like you can't sub in, you can't blame it on anybody else. Like, like, you know, even in tennis, I think, which, which is another sport that's like, you know, so like solo, it's it's pretty much the same but I think even in tennis you have a little bit more of a I don't know Jonah maybe you could speak more on that but I just know that I I am terrible at golf so my whole golf career is a big one big choke but the one I I don't mean to like interrupt you but I was gonna say I think you're trying to get at because like golf obviously takes a lot longer to play so like if you start to choke at the beginning of a hole like you hit it out of bounds or something like the rest of that hole especially if it's towards the end you're going to have a lot of people watching you choke 
for a long yeah. period of time. So yeah. it just stings a little bit longer, I think. I don't know. Yeah. yeah golf's more mental too. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, phys- obviously, like, there's physicality involved with golf, but like anybody can play golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, anybody like, can play it. Well, well, calm down. You haven't seen me play golf. <laughs> I mean, look at like look at John Daly, like that guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Man, you just you saw just John Daly, <laughs> you would think that he's a single guy who goes to bars every night. Uh, uh, well, he, the... he probably acts as one, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Anyways, so anyways. <laughs> this this particular golf incident, you guys probably know it. I actually I don't watch a whole lot of golf, but I do remember this happening. So if you guys remember Jordan Spieth went on a hot streak um, in the later uh, 2010s and he won the 2015 masters. And it was like Mm -hmm. a pretty, it was like a pretty good win. If I remember Mm -hmm. correctly, like he, he, he played really well, very like early tiger woods this right. Well then in 2016 um, he's got a five shot lead heading into the 12th Mm -hmm. hole, which is like, if you know anything about golf, that's a pretty, you know, comfy lead. Um, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And he goes into the 12th hole. He hits two shots back to back into the water. His mm-hmm. third shot goes in the bunker and he ended up with a quadruple like, bogey quadruple, on the 12th yeah. hole. Um, and he ended up losing the masters to Danny Willett. And Did he come in uh, fifth yeah, I think it was, well, no, I think he was tied he for second. second. I think yeah, he, yeah, was, but, but he tied with somebody for, because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tied for second, but what, what's, the reason I have this one so high is because Jordan Spieth really hasn't been the same since this loss. Like he's, he's played well um, and, and he's won some, but he really like, he, he never really looked like he did in that 2015 masters. And what was really rough is that when you lose the masters like that, you have to put the green jacket on the winner because he's the, because he was the previous winner. So having that meltdown and then having to put the green jacket on Danny Willett and just the way that he lost with a quadruple bogey. I know that there's been worse golf chokes, but the reason yeah. I have this one on my list is because I remember seeing it. And so this one's pretty rough. So 2016, uh, Jordan Spieth and the Masters is, is my number two. I love that pick. I, I played some golf and I also watched the heck out of it. Golf's actually one of my more favorite sports. Um, but yeah, I... I I watched that and I remember that there was a couple of moments that I thought about going with. Um, I'm a big fan of Phil Mickelson and he had a pretty bad choke. Yeah. So I thought about putting that on there. I remember like this one was so bad for Jordan Spieth, like Jack Nicholas, like released a statement or whatever, just like (laughs) telling everybody to calm down on Jordan Spieth because he was like, he was going through such like, like trouble. And this is just, you know, one of those things where it's so, like you said, Joan, it's so mental. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what he said. He was like, I just, he was like, I didn't take enough deep breaths. I was just in my own head and it's just tough, but the stakes were high. Cause you don't get any higher than the masters in golf. So uh, had to be on the list, but that's my number two, Nick, let's hear your number two. All right. My number two, I've looked in the past, some history so far, this one, I'm looking to a game that I watched in 2013 and it was the iron bowl. The Auburn oh, yeah. kick six oh, yeah. versus Alabama. Yeah. It was tied at 28. Bama attempted a 57-yard field goal. It came up short for Chris Davis to catch it and run it all the way back for a game-winning touchdown. I watched that game. I was jumping up and down when that happened because I was so excited because yeah. I'm a Georgia fan and I always root against Bama. That's just in my nature. Um but the reason I have it so high on my list, obviously, it, it's it's a miracle that happens in college football. But like at the same time, is it more of a miracle or more of a choke? And to me, I feel like it's more of a choke because let's think about this. Like, did any coach even see that there was a player down there on the other end of the field, like ready to you have catch to, it? Nick Saban, you have to like Nick Saban had to have known. Like it's Nick Saban. There's no way that he just didn't see somebody. And that's what I'm trying to say. You got so many like coordinators and coaches like, and obviously they see an Auburn guy run all the way down there. So it's like, okay, so they might be thinking that he might come up short. It's a 57 yarder. It's a possibility that he could come up short. And obviously Auburn knew that. That's why they put a guy down there to catch it. So the, the awareness like of, I don't know of players is rough, but also like on the coaches, like, were they not like, 
hey, there's a possibility you might come up short. I know it was, you know, college football. He did the moment. It can be it can be crazy atmosphere, which it was. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like the fact that then he was also able to <laughs> take it all the way down the field for 100 yards, like the Alabama players just like struggled to <laughs> to get to him. And it was like, I, I was, I was so happy, <laughs> but, I like... mean, but, but to your, to your point, Nick, it's, I think it's apparent because they should have really, because that Alabama kicker, if I remember correctly, was, was not the he was greatest. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was pretty rough. And so Alabama struggled for a little bit to get a good kicker. Do now what I don't remember is did who ended up winning? Was that the year that Auburn played Florida state in the yes. natty? Okay, so Auburn didn't end up winning. It was it no. was yeah, because Florida State won with James. That was Wilson. the undefeated yeah, yeah. season where mm-hmm. I always kind of forget about that season. I don't know why. Maybe because like it wasn't an SEC yeah. school and whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, those were I mean, that was like right before you know that was a couple last couple years of the BCS or whatever. It was like a couple years yeah. before the playoffs. It was so. the last one. Oh, okay. It was. It was, it was the last yeah. one. Golly, the playoffs mm-hmm. been around for a while. All right. Yeah, yeah bro. We're about to one. we're about to move up to because that's right. Teams. Because Jameis lost in the first playoff. That was mm-hmm. when he lost to Oregon and and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, we're we're Dang, getting old. All these guys grew up, man. What the heck? All yeah, right. I was saying that blew my mind that I was like, oh, 2013. I was watching this. Uh oh. <laughs> the kick six is huge. It's definitely an honorable yeah, mention yeah. of mine. That was I remember. I think we all probably remember that moment. But it's a sure. choke, yeah. not a miracle. Get it right. It's a choke. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, Jonah, before we get to your number one uh, ranker fan, we just want to remind you that if you are not doing all of what I'm about to say get on it so first of all follow us on instagram at the rankers podcast follow us on twitter if you're more connected there and you want to see our latest episodes released uh you can follow us there at the rankers podcast yeah uh you can uh look us up on youtube and subscribe and you can watch our episodes um and see our faces and get to see what jonah looks like and all that kind of stuff and everything is great right um but you can also if you're not connected in any way uh via social media or youtube or any way you can always just email us your favorite list or uh what your top 10 is or just any thoughts you have about the show feel free to do that at the rankers podcast at gmail.com and last but definitely not least please uh rate and review us on spotify or apple or wherever you're listening to us on that helps us grow the show it helps us reach more people we would absolutely love it if you did that um and we will definitely with a review we'll give you a shout out on the show um but yeah i think i covered all of that yeah you did man you got it great job hats to the off. number ranker to fam, the number you know ones. what to do let's number do it. ones jonah hit us with it all right so my number one is i can't it was let me see which super bowl it was it was super bowl 49 um it's the uh the patriots and the seahawks Oh yeah. And the Seahawks did not run the ball. <laughs> Give it to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Give it to Beast Mode. I don't I know can't what believe they, they were didn't. thinking. Uh. <laughs> that like that play. So when I made my list, I knew that was gonna be my number one. Cause yeah. I watched that live and I just remember thinking, like, Yeah, me too. What are they thinking? But they had a timeout. So like time wasn't an issue. They could have ran the ball. They were at the one yard line, second and goal. Yep. And you had second probably, and goal. God. You had the most physical running back in the league at that time, probably. And Russell Wilson threw a pick. <laughs> yeah. Threw it to the guy who worked at Foot Locker or whatever he came from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, what you Malcolm, on Malcolm Butler. No, no, no. I just remember yeah, his story was him. cool because he was like yeah, undrafted yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But like that, just that play call is probably the worst choke, um, like specific play choke in history. Yeah. Let me ask you this though, it just like in like objectively, if if that ball isn't intercepted and it and they catch it for a touchdown, is that a genius move by Pete Carroll? That was my whole thing with this is that like if the ball wasn't intercepted, are we calling that a genius move because everybody in the world knew that the ball was going to Marshawn Lynch. Like everybody thought that. And so is it genius of Pete Carroll to call up, to call a, a throw there? That was what I thought. Like immediately I was like, if he I, catches that ball for a touchdown, everybody's calling Pete Carroll a genius. I don't know. I, I could have, be wrong. I have a thought on that because I, I agree. And that happens a lot more in sports than you think. But I, I also think that, you know, when you're coming up with a play like that, 
that if this play happens, it's a miracle. Like I, I, I think back to Boise State winning like the Fiesta Bowl. They did like some crazy play that yeah. like scored and won. Yeah. But it's like when those plays work, it's like it's amazing. And it's like, wow, they're such a great coaching, such an awesome play call. But then if it doesn't work, if they it's don't. the complete opposite. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those risks that you just take. So like, yes, everybody was expecting Lynch to get the ball, but like that would have been the safer play, if you will. But he took that risk. And I, so it was, I agree. I think, I think, it didn't I think work even out. if the, I think even if the play would have worked, I still think the the better thing, the safer bet would have been to give it Marshawn Lynch. He was, he was running through people, not only all game, but all season. That's what he did. He was yeah. running up the middle was, was his major in college. And so I still think it was a bad, it was a bad move, even if he catches it, because it was that close. It was a really, really close, but I don't know, Jonah, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, my whole thing too is, so like, I actually watched, um, I rewatched the end of that game. Yeah. um, Just to like kind of refresh my memory on it. And Pete Carroll is their coach. The reason I think, I get what you're saying. Like if you throw the ball and it works, like you're a hero and everybody says you're a genius, but Pete Carroll was running the clock down. Yeah. You don't want to give the ball back to Tom Brady. Right. That's true. <laughs> like if they had, if he had thrown that pass, now let's say it's a touchdown. I mean, they do get the lead. There's they're up by three with 30 seconds. Oh, that's way too much. Would, time they, for Tom. would they have won? Maybe, but it's also Tom Brady. So yeah. who knows? Here, but like, I don't know. My whole thing is, you got to run the ball at least twice because you need to run the clock down so yeah. you don't give them another chance to get the ball back. That was going to be yeah. my comment. If that's a fourth down, like like die on this hill kind of play, like we're going to win it or not, that may be different. I think if that's mm-hmm. like fourth down and you're trying, it's touchdown or you go home, that's completely different. But the fact that it was second down yeah, is rough yeah. because you can and- run it and get stuffed and run it again if you want to. And they had a timeout. If they didn't have a timeout, I get it. Yeah. But they had one timeout and they had plenty of time. Like he could have ran. Let's say he got stuffed on second and goal. They call a timeout. They still would have had about 25 seconds probably. Yeah. And you can throw the ball twice. And the, and the Seahawks were never the same. Pete Carroll still has a job somehow. But (laughs) that is, I just love also my favorite. Probably my favorite moment from that too is like Richard Sherman, you know, like the meme of him on the bench. (laughs) They like cut to him and he's like looking at the the jumbotron like in disbelief. Poor Richard. (laughs) Poor Richard. Bro, that team was that that whole team was a meme. I forgot about him too. Don't ever put me up against a sorry receiver like Crabtree. I will (laughs) never forget that. I remember watching that live. We won't get into that, but that was hilarious. Jonah, that's a great number one. One no, of the ultimate jokes for sure. Hats off. Great pick. Okay. My number one. So it hasn't been mentioned and I'm, I'm a little surprised that it hasn't been mentioned, but I'm sure that you guys have your reasonings and and Nick, we still got your number one to get to, but th- this is to me, the biggest choke that I've ever seen because of the ripple effect of what would have happened after this, if, if this hadn't happened. So my number one is the 2016 NBA finals the Warriors blowing the 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers and and losing. And yeah. And so if you don't for some if you for some reason you don't know what happened. So this was after arguably this was the year before the Warriors got Kevin Durant. This was the 73 and 9 season, which mm-hmm. is arguably one of the best regular season teams of all insane. time. They still hold the record, if I'm not mistaken, of best regular season. Mm-hmm. They were going crazy. And they looked really, really good in the finals because they were up three one. And the percentage I remember was like there was there was like never a t- never a team that had lost or something like that after getting that much of a lead. Um, mm-hmm. And then they they come they the Cavaliers come back led led by LeBron James and they win. Now again, I'm going to say the same thing that I said with the Super Bowl. I don't want to take away from LeBron James's greatness with coming back and doing this because you can. this. It's okay. This was huge. And you guys know that I'm a LeBron James defender in a lot of ways. And and so, but you got, here's a, you got why, a better argument now. <laughs> here's why this is my number one. Because here's what I'm going to say. If the Warriors win this series, I think that right now, Steph Curry 
is remembered as greater than LeBron James. If they because think about what happens if the Warriors win this series. So if the Warriors win this series, Steph has um five rings instead of four because he has four right now. He's tied with LeBron. So if he wins this series, he has five instead of four, which is one less than um you know, MJ. And then if he wins this series, he also only lost the finals once, which happened. Like, I know that this happened later because the, the Raptors is when they lost again. Right. So he only loses once he has five rings. How is he not better than LeBron James with that kind of career? And he still, you know, could possibly win again. I don't know. To me, being that great of a team for the regular season, having, you know, that kind of start in the playoffs and then Steph Curry, you know, having that kind of legacy already created. And then what happens after this game? I don't know. I think the implications are too big. The ripple effect is too massive. And so this, Mm. this three, one lead blow is just, to me, it's the biggest choke. It is the definition of choking. Yeah, that one's tough because um, I don't know if you know this, but I can't remember which game it was. Um, Draymond was suspended. Yeah. He got a tech. And if you get it. so many technicals, you get suspended a game. And uh, I think it was game five. I think it's game five. Yeah. He had to sit out. Um, Here, here's my thing, though, Jonah. Like, if you go back, I went and watched the highlights of game seven. Draymond went off in game seven. He was like, he had like a bunch of three pointers. Like I think even with you're you're right. They could have, the Warriors could have won Game Five. It would have been different. I I hear what you're saying, but like Draymond did his job in Game Seven, and there's really no reason they should have lost that game except for I guess you know LeBron and and the Cavs were just better. But d- finish your thought. I'm sorry. I know I was just saying like that, but that definitely is like the worst like NBA Finals choke ever. But uh, it's just uh, yeah, I don't know. Was, that was hard ifs. to. Yeah, that one's kind of like it's one of those like, oh, well, if Draymond played, that wouldn't have happened. But he could have played and that still would have happened. You never know. So like, Right, right. Um, and, and again, yeah, you no. go back like it was such a blast watching the highlights of that game because they were neck and neck literally the whole game. Like it oh, was yeah. it was in between like one and two points difference like the whole entire game and everybody was playing good i'm tired of people talking smack about like like jr smith is such a meme jr smith was incredible in that game and then like iman shumpert made like a four-point play in that game and they're like you know Kyrie was of course that was the game the where Kyrie hit the shot and you know Kyrie was incredible yeah. in that series and then that's also the game where lebron had the block on iguodala which was which was equally mm-hmm. incredible it, the Cavs were great i'm not taking away from their greatness but the warriors absolutely should have won that series and i think it put steph's not done obviously but i think things may be a little different with the goat conversation and where people are if if steph wins that game mm-hmm. that series but um my number so one. that so if you say that Um, Because I almost put this one on my list. I was going to ask you this because it kind of goes with that. Is that the same with Tom Brady losing to Eli Manning and not going 17 and 0? I did. So, yeah, I almost put that one on my list as well. And I think that is, but I think the difference is whether Tom Brady wins or not, Tom Brady's still the greatest of all time today. I, I, Unless I think, he's playing Eli Manning, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. You have to think that he probably thinks about that daily, about never beating Eli in the Super Bowl. He lost twice. He did, yeah. yeah. And the that the one that you're referring to was the helmet catch, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. so I, I listened to a podcast where the host of the podcast, he's a sports writer, Bill Simmons. He's a he's a Pats fan, and he is <laughs> oh, he goes yeah. on record. He goes on record as like. Um, mm-hmm. arguing that there were like three different pass interference calls in that play on the on the Giants that weren't called because everybody was watching the helmet catch thing. But he argues like to this day that there should have been a flag in that play that would have. Yeah, I mean, that's the same exact thing. That was probably the greatest regular season, you know, yeah. of mm-hmm. ever because they were, it's the only one, them and the, the Dolphins, right? And so, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then Tom Brady. But, but again, Tom Brady became the goat either way and so it's hard to compare but i I definitely see the comparison for sure Mm. 
but I had to put it in number one. So, and I think Nick, I know what your number one is, but why don't you go ahead and let everybody know? You do. I mean, <laughs> tragically, uh, well, not really tragically. I was actually at youth camp when that finals <laughs> happened, but I was like tracking it with like <laughs> all the other leaders. And we were like, we were just in, we were in disbelief when that happened. And then we were like, once we saw that they won that game, we were like, Oh yeah. LeBron's going to come back and win the series. So like, I didn't actually get to watch it, but <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> um, anyways, my number one. Yeah. You already know what it is as an Atlanta fan. I'll never forget this. And I just labeled it 28 to three. <laughs> and then I put, need I say more, but I'll elaborate a little bit, I guess. Um, there was two minutes left in the third yeah. quarter uh. is, is, was the score 28 to three. Now I know that there's like that famous screenshot that everyone just likes to hold up 28 to three at games and stuff, but like the Pats did have the ball. So they were about the score, but like that was, that was a score 28 to three with two minutes left. And then obviously Tom Brady comes back, Pats come back, win it in overtime 34 to 28. And I, I already said <laughs> what I wanted to say here earlier, but like, just watching it, I just I just knew what was coming. And I was doing the same thing. I was at a friend's house and there was a bunch of people there. Half of the people in the room were in Falcons jerseys. And it was just like everybody just knew what we were watching. And like it was weird because like after after the game, people just like left and didn't say a word. <laughs> like now, like I like I'm a sports fan, but like I don't take everything that emotionally to heart, but like that was that was still pretty rough, it's and it like, was just it was just a I, somber day. <laughs> I went and got a bag of chips from the kitchen, and I came out, and everybody had left my home. <laughs> That's literally literally what happened happened, except that guys, what? House. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was me in that situation. <laughs> guys, we can still hang out. It's fine, uh, you know. <laughs> but anyways, watched it. Never yeah. will forget that yeah. that that'll just go down in history. Like I, I personally think like you're talking about choking. We're not talking about, you know, one player, one play, like the team. Again, I, I, I don't even want you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but that was a choke and a half, man. So so I I texted Noah, who was on our last podcast. He was on the Dream Cars pod. Yeah. Shout out to Noah. And I was telling him we were doing this episode, and he responds with Seahawks not running with Marshawn Lynch has to be up there. And then Falcons in the Super Bowl. That's all he said. We got them was, both. We're yeah, going to make Noah happy. We nailed both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Both NFL too. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really rough. But um, what's, what's funny about that one with the Falcons game is, um, Bill, you might be the same way, but I actually don't remember the comeback because I was driving back to my house. Oh dang! As it happened, you thought the game week. was over. Oh, that's well, no, dude, you, that's you right. No, no, no. Party. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because the game ended. I remember being at my house when the game ended. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, because we couldn't stay at Truman's house so late. I remember. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so botched. I just remember. I don't know. Like I don't remember when we left, but I just remember getting home to my house, and then yeah, my mom and dad had the game on. They were watching it, and uh, I think they actually had some people over there. But when I walked in, it was like, I don't even remember what the score was. But I, I was like, how did they – I think they scored two touchdowns in the time that I drove back to my house. Yeah. Because it, oh. it was like I had like a 20-minute ride. And uh, That's tough. I was like, what? How did this happen? So, really, that, that game is kind of a blur for me because all I watched was the Falcons winning and then the last drive in overtime or whatever it was. Yeah. Dang. That's yeah, tough. That's, that's really tough, but Hey, that's, then, that's, we that, live these moments. We do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Dude, man. This was a fun podcast. This was great. You guys. Yeah. Jonah, thanks again, man. We we're going to get you back with all things sports. I can't wait till we can get yeah, back okay. and do another Jonah and will podcast because the draft, <laughs> the draft was such we need a blast. To do another draft. We do. We do. Yeah, and I, sure. I want to be, I didn't get to be a part of the last one, but I, I want to be a part of the draft. And, but, but even if I'm not, it was just such a blast hearing you guys yeah. go going in and type, out type, but. type one in the type one in the in the comments for more draft uh podcasts <laughs> yeah yeah guys let us know but if you are wanting to know 
Ranker fam, I want to let you know about our next episode, which me and Nick, me and Nick are actually really excited about this episode. So uh, our next episode is going to be releasing on St. Patrick's Day. And so we are going to rank our uh, top 10 anything green. (laughs) So uh, we're going to rank top 10 just anything green is on the table. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing that in, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. We're super excited about that. So make sure to join us next time. But Jonah, yeah. dude, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this sports pod again. Uh, we really enjoyed having you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, we yes, will. Sir. He holds the trophy currently for most uh, occurring guests, reoccurring guests, Recurring I guess. guess. <laughs> That's um, what's but up. We'll see who takes the mantle next because it'll have to be in between, I guess, Lorenz and uh oh yeah we're gonna have to revisit Lorenz and Renz no I think I think superhero Josh Star Wars Luke and Pizza Josiah are all tied that's you (laughs) I just gave them all what a great podcast (laughs) wait no because no Will Will too baseball Will is also tied we've had a lot of people come back we've had a lot of duos but right now Jonah's holding the trophy so we'll have to see heck yeah Um, But Ranker fam, we're going to leave you to it. So thanks for hanging out with us and we will see you next time.